today we are doing a um, kind of like a okay so here, here's a here's a deal so I've been in the market for um, a new trail bike uh, my current trail bike which is like my everyday do everything bike um, which is what I'm looking for to take place of is my Bronson now uh, I've had I've had my Bronson since um, December of 2019 it was the the first iteration of the new V3 model so it's a V3 Bronson 2019 model and it comes factory as a 160 fork uh, 150 frame on a 27.5 platform uh, it's got some flip chip settings on there so it, it, it goes from um, 65.5 head tube angle to 65.1 I'm pretty sure so a little bit of difference there of course it changes the um, bottom bracket and it also changes the seat tube angle as well um, by very minor increments right so what I've done with that bike is I I over forked it um, I put a Zeb on it at one time had a Zeb on it for actually a very long time uh, had the Zeb on there at 170 millimeters and I had the cascade component link on there which made it 160 so I made that bike a bit bigger than it was mm, really intended to be if and, and, and it helped me it, it helped me find out what I want in a bike because um, the next bike that I had purchased is, is, is a much bigger bike I ended up getting a 2022 Norco range which is 170 front and rear on a 29er frame platform now I've had other bikes here and there in between um, but my Bronson has always been like my my go-to bike for just doing everything so initially I had that bike set up to do everything but it was really built to do a lot of the down <coughs> excuse me it was really built to do a lot of the the bigger bike park um, downhill orientated bike um, being that I over forked it and I stretched it out with the cascade component link made it a lot more poppier it, it is pedal friendly but it, not the snappiest pedaler um, since since all of that I've actually taken and put the the Fox 36 elite with the grip 2 back on the bike at 160 millimeters and I put the original link back in it with fresh bearings and um, I've started pedaling that around um, again like I said more like my, my all my my all everything bike right and I've been using my Norco for just taking to the the bike park for like um, uh, Spider Mountain and doing the blacks and doing the blues really really fast and just being real comfortable and and anyways so I taken the bike back so that I could try to feel what it's like to have it back in its former or its original um, generation of the bike platform so um, I've used the flip chip in the high mode I've used it in the low mode and for most of all of San Antonio um, riding which is, is is a lot where I ride this bike inside of San Antonio um, riding it on the the flatter m more mellower flow trails that high setting with the bottom bracket up tall the seat tube up tall 
and the slacker geometry at 65.5 degree head tube angle um, really really works well like it, it kind of gave the trail a bit more um, play okay uh, I should also mention that this bike is a size large I probably should have went to a medium if I were to do it all over again I would I would go back to the medium I, I, I would go to the medium I wouldn't go to the large because I think for it being a little bit big on me um, it kind of took some of the, the, the trail play out of it on the, on the uh, mellower flatter stuff which um, which I like to do but being that you know in deep into the ride when you get tired the poppy and playfulness just kind of goes away because you're tired of trying to lug this big bike around um, for the day and you're having to put more energy into it so um, anyways where what, what point am I trying to make here I'm looking for I'm looking for uh, another bike um, that's going to be my my do everything one quiver um, bike unless I'm at like the bike park or I'm at a place where I can um, take my Norco. Uh, the, the thing about the Norco bike is that it's, a, I don't want to say that it's um, one dimensional, excuse me, but it does have where it's really, really good at, which is like downhill parks, um, really chunky, steep sections of trail it's not a very pedal friendly bike it is I mean it, it, it pedals fine for what it is you know taking consideration the weight of the bike what the bikes really built for um, so it's you know I, I think in the pink bike review they really said it best I think um, Henry Quinney said it best whenever he said it's a downhill bike that you can pedal up so It'll get there. It'll do the job. I, I always explain to everybody. It's like it's like a tank. Like it'll go up anything, really easily, but slow. So, anyways, um, so I needed I need a bike that is a little bit more pedal friendly, and I want one that's a little bit more poppy and um, just made for all around trail use, right? So. I'm going to tell you about the bikes that in this category that I wanted to have that were on my kind of like my short list, right? Um, I'm going to say start with the the Eugene Propane. I uh, really like that bike, um, and most of these bikes that I'm that I picked, I picked based on um, reviews that have been out there for um, like Bike Magazine, um, Single Track. Uh, YouTube channel and like pink bike right so the propane Eugene uh, 29 in front and rear it's 140 front 150 rear um, it doesn't have it doesn't have a lot of flip chips and geometry switches and stuff like that but I don't think if this is the bike that you that I wanted to go with that that is all that important okay um, with that being said you know what they were saying on on pink bike for example is that this bike just does everything like really well and they felt that the bike pedaled really well um, but 
nobody really said, nobody really talked about how the bike performed as far as like jibbing around. They didn't say that it couldn't, they just didn't like specify on it, right? Um, if I were have gotten this bike, I probably would have got it in a medium of their sizes and their geometry. So you can go, Sixty five point five, which for most trails in my area, the sixty five point five would be fine. I'm um, kind of looking through the geo settings or the geo that this bike had, and I'm not so concerned with the the bottom bracket height. I'm not really concerned with the. Um, the chainstay length, um, all of these bikes are kind of right in there, in the same area, um, between like 435 and 445 like this one is. Um, but my biggest thing was having the adjustments, right? So this bike basically has the same adjustments as my Bronson does. So you can go from 65 degree head tube angle to 65.1 degree head tube angle and of course your um, the efficiency the effective um, seat tube angle changes um, with that as well as the reach and as well as the um, the bottom bracket height so for me and what I like to do so not only is 90% of my riding going to probably be in the San Antonio area but I want to be able to have adjustments for whenever I go to other places because I and I do go a lot of places you know what I should say yeah 90% of my riding in the year is going to be inside of San Antonio we have Spider Mountain we have Cat Mountain in Austin that is cheaper or steeper and gnarlier um, but I'll be able to change I wanted to have a bike that I can be able to change to the train that I'm going to be riding for that day, that week, that weekend, whatever it is, right? Anyways, this bike just didn't seem like it had all the changes I wanted to make. Um, and I don't think that they offered, nobody said anything about this bike being able to be mulleted. And that was um, something that I wanted to try. If some of you may know, some of you may not know, the Bronson, the new version 4, so this is 2022, um, and they came out with this in 2021. So 19, the year 19, 2019 and 2020, they stuck with the, on the version 3 with 27.5 front and rear. In 2020, they opened up, no, I should say 2020, yeah, 2020 as well. They still had um, the geometry. I'm sorry, uh, uh, 27.5 front and rear. In 2021, and here we are in 20, the start of 2022, um, they offer now a V4 model that is only mullet version. So 29 in front, 27.5 in the rear. And to me, that makes sense. If a lot of your riding is going to be um, 
downhill, I guess, and not so much flat trail terrain. Uh, I don't know for sure because I haven't I haven't ridden a mullet bike before, not for any long length of time. But if you're going to pedal that on the trails all day, I just feel like you would be more efficient on the flatter, more mellower flow stuff if you just stuck with 29er front and rear. Now, if, if you're doing a lot of pedaling up for the downs, which there's not a lot of here in Texas, um, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I guess only time will tell um, whenever I get a chance to ride a mullet bike for a long period of time to be able to report how I like that or not. Going back to the Eugene real quick, um, it looks like a very light, fast bike, um, very capable bike. It just didn't have a lot of the geo changes that I wanted in a bike. Okay. Now, the next bike that I was very interested in was the Score 4060 ST. Um, this bike. Now this bike offered geometry settings and you could do a mullet wheel setting and by changing the shock and fork you could go from a short travel uh, 140 millimeter bike with a 150 fork to a 160, 170 but you would have to flip a chip and you would have to get a different shock and fork, obviously. So that just seemed like a lot of extra mm, parts that you would have to have lying around in order to make these geometry changes that you wanted to. Oh, and you could mullet this bike too, but um, using the geometry settings, you would have to, um, you know, have the other wheel and then decide if you're going to do that with the bigger shock or the shorter shock and fork. So they also, um, I don't think they offered it. Oh yeah, they do. So the frame, the frame only um, was pretty expensive, like pretty out there. So it was out, of, it was out of my reach to be honest with you, because it only comes in, hmm, it only comes in carbon. Now, aluminum versus carbon really wasn't that high of a deal for me. If I could find the bike that I wanted and it was going to be aluminum, I would be perfectly happy with that. Perfectly fine with an aluminum bike, okay? But this bike did not, okay? So, um you could only spend the thirty-seven ninety-nine. looking at it now for the frame set. And that I guess that's something I probably should have brought up earlier too is the other thing is that I was really only looking for the frame set to build on because I have a lot of extra parts in the garage that came off other bikes and other builds that I really wanted to use on my next bike build so that it would be cost effective. And then Later on down the road, you know, once I find out that I really like this bike or I don't like this bike, you know, or I can see where it's lacking or what it needs, then I could kind of upgrade those components as I go. 
and record this kind of on my YouTube channel, okay? Um, now both the, the Propane Eugene and the Score 460ST um, had reviews on them on YouTube that I was able to watch. Um, the Score, I guess I didn't do a lot of research on as far as trying to find other YouTube videos, um, but Pinkbike does a really good job and uh, I can really trust what those guys say. I feel like they have a good, they have good insight because like me, they obviously get to ride a lot of different bikes. So I feel that I can take what they say um, and what they recommend or what, how they say the bike feels as, um, as the Holy Grail, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. But I, I feel like I can respect their their thoughts and what they say on how they they think the bike feels and, and what terrain it should be used for what what kind of person is looking for this bike what what this bike might be you know best suited for um, and gosh you know with the expense of the bikes it, it just sucks that you have to try to find this one bike that does you know 90% I mean 80 80 20 right 80 20 rule for sure 80 20 rule whenever it comes to your bike you need to find a bike that 80% of the time it's going to be best suited for what you have available to ride and what you want to ride how you want to ride right because not all of us are you know with there being so many categories not all of us are big trail slash enduro slash downhill riders you know like, that's how I feel like like where I categorize that uh, but you don't have those trails offered to you you know you might not have those trails offered to you so if you're riding a lot of flat flowy single track stuff slash XC you know then maybe a shorter travel um, you know either a uh, down country bike you know that's a new category um, short travel 29er or short travel um, uh, XC bike or a short travel trail bike right which is like under 130 for sure Un under 130 millimeters of travel for a trail bike is probably like the best 80 20 rule that I think everybody should probably not everybody but I mean most people inside of San Antonio or in my area probably fits into best or that bike would fit into best <laughs> now if you're doing um, if you're yeah, there's just so many categories if you're like me and you're gonna be doing some enduros right you're going to be doing um, uh, spider mountain you know I'm a season pass holder uh, you like the chunkier rough stuff and you would like to have a little bit more confidence in having a bigger bike then that's where you know that category I, that I, I fit into right which is like um, uh, big features uh, enduro racing downhill right uh, so you need uh, either a big trail bike which I consider a, a big trail bike being um, 130 to 150 millimeters of travel um, on the rear paired with uh, same fork or 130 mil fork to 160 mil 
fork, I guess. So a little bit bigger on the fork side. Um, and that's going to be your, you know, but that, that bike is going to be 20, I'm sorry, it's going to be 90-10, right? Like it's going to be like 90% good for all the things that you do. But 10% of the time you would need a slightly bigger bike, right? Or a, or a downhill bike, right? So 5% for a, a slightly bigger bike and 5% for actually needing a downhill bike for doing what you're trying to do. Anyways, so the the score um, just wasn't quite the bike that I wanted, knowing the cost that I was that was going to have to ensue to have the geometry settings and adjustability that I wanted. Okay. My third choice on this short list was the Gorilla Gravity Smash. And I really, I really, really like what Gorilla, Gorilla Gravity does. I love that they, I love that they are built inside of the United States. They made their own carbon fiber. Their carbon fiber is um, recyclable. Um, also, the Smash has lots of settings, um, head tube angle settings that it comes with. Um, rear triangle settings that the bike comes with has a couple different, you know, like flip chip styles, um, but it's just like shock position, I believe. Oh no, they have flip chip and shock positions, right? And you can, you can mullet this bike. You can put this, you can make this bike a mullet, um, put a 27.5 rear slash triangle on the rear and, um, you know, mess with the head cup settings to get where you we want you know fine-tune the fit is their whole thing um, and you could pair this bike it's a 145 bike so it's a little bit on the on, on the on the on the on the big end right for travel on a big trail bike and you can pair it with a 170 millimeter fork that that's pretty big from 150 to 170 right so you can do um, like 145 150 which is like the the um, high tower the Santa Cruz high tower um, and I think that bike, like, yeah, I mean, you, you'd be, it'd be tough for you to find terrain inside of Texas that this bike wouldn't just be able to smash. <laughs> like, really, seriously, like, I, I think, and, and it would be 90% good for all of, all of the terrain you can find. And you wouldn't have to buy a different shock or a different fork or if you were going to adjust that then maybe you can just buy a different um, length for your fork but you wouldn't have to buy a different shock and you can you can you know mix and match and kind of find the geometry that works best for you but there's not a lot of information on YouTube for the smash that I could compare to like there is with the other bikes and it's kind of a shame because had I find found somebody whose opinion that I trust um, that rode the Gorilla Gravity bike smash for an extended period of time um, 
I think this was this is this bike is second on my list of bikes that I was going to purchase. That and you can buy it frame only and build up. So again, the only carbon, you know, they're rev carbon. And I don't know if they ship them with, they, they just started offering um, uh, rear triangles that are carbon. They used to be just carbon fronts and uh, triangles in the rear. But they just started making um, carbon fiber rear triangles too. So I don't know if this price um, for the frame set is it's twenty nine ninety five if that comes with their carbon rear triangle or not. Anyways, I would have gotten the frame size too. Um, this frame overall is on the heavier side. This this frame would be the heaviest of all of the bikes frames that I was looking at purchasing. Oh, that was the other thing. The propane Eugene did not have did not have an actual frame set that you could purchase. You could only buy the only route that I could do if I wanted to buy the Eugene would have to have been going with the um the base model, which was like forty two, forty three hundred dollars I think. Um plus whatever shipping would have been um here. So um with that being said, the twenty nine ninety five with the carbon, rev carbon, like I said, is slightly, well, it's quite a bit heavier. So just the, just the weight of the bike. Hang on, just doing quick reading here. Just the weight of the bike is 7.7 .7 pounds. Okay, so that's, that's way on the heavier side. All these other bikes are um, carbon without the weight of the shock um, are weighing at around at or around five pounds five and a half pounds so this definitely would have been on the heavier side of the bikes and this leads me to my next um, the bike that I actually purchased that I picked out that I'm currently waiting to get here so that I can build on because I'm really excited about it because it offers everything that I want in a bike. It offers um, different sizing, different sizes for my for my type. It offers um, the geometry adjustability, um, not only the head tube angle. The bottom bracket height, seat tube, but you can also mullet this bike. And you can do this without the cost of changing your fork height or your shock stroke length. But you do have to purchase a, a different length, which is way cheaper than purchasing a whole other shock or doing the work in changing out your fork also has quite a few other um, selling points that made me end up picking this bike so the bike that I'm talking about is the specialized stump jumper Evo this bike is 150 millimeters of rear travel 
paired with 160 millimeters of front fork. Um, initially, I was going to purchase the aluminum version of this bike. A friend of mine just purchased it. Actually, I kind of talked him into it. He was looking for a different bike. The bike that he had prior to this was a privateer one, 161. And, uh, you know, he was always, he was worried in the very beginning about if this bike was too much for him. Um, meaning that he was thinking about getting the 141. Maybe, maybe he would have been happier with the 141 looking back now, but too late. So <laughs> one day on the way home from an epic ride, a, a sick ride day, um, he was looking into getting something else. And I told him, I was like, man, if I was, if I was in the market for getting another bike, um, I would get the, uh, the Stumptrumper Evo. And I start telling him about all of the, the things that this bike can do. Um, the geometry changes, how you can mull up the bike, um, what the bike comes with. And, um, well, he really, really liked what I was telling him and started asking me more questions. He got on, of course, Specialized's website, and he starts looking at it and looking at all the options. And you can see there was there was a lot of key factors, you know, that this bike has that a lot of other bikes don't have. And I think that's what makes this bike so cool. I mean, it's like a transformer. You can literally transform this bike easily into into fitting whatever trail situation you're going to be riding and ultimately that's why i ended up buying this bike as well so my friend ended up buying the i mean the same day that we started talking about this he found a frame no it maybe it was the next morning anyways he found a frame that he wanted as an s3 aluminum which that's that's what i told him I like dude i'd go with aluminum. i mean it's it's you know for the frame with the shock is um two thousand dollars and he had he basically had everything <laughs> else too to to build a frame up bike but he he went ahead and just got everything new <laughs> and uh built a really really sick sick bike and uh like right away he noticed like the first time that we took it out um, he noticed a huge difference in performance and he had a Strava on and the biggest, the biggest thing was just, you know, being on a smaller bike, um, a little bit lighter of a bike, a little bit lighter of a build that his climbing performance was like the number one thing that like went up, right? Like immediately. Well, not only, not only his climbing performance, but he had mentioned that on on the descent on the way down that how much more composed and confident he was even being on a smaller travel bike um that this was a better fit for him and i think you know with the type of rider he is um that the privateer 161 was just too much of too much bike for him that he couldn't He's not at the part where 
he's not at the stage of his riding abilities to really push that bike. So I thought it would have been something that he would have been able to grow into maybe a little bit faster. But um, I think this this is definitely the bike for uh, South, South Central, South, 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 <laughs> Southern uh, part of Texas because of how versatile the bike can be with the geometry settings and um, it's just it's if you're going to do enduro races southern enduro races I think this is still a better bike a faster bike I think um, than the enduro than the uh, stump jumper enduro which I see tons there's a lot of racers and they're they're way up there um, you know, like the, the podium winners, a lot of them are riding the, uh, stump jumper, um, enduro. And currently I have my enduro bike, right? But, um, I think you could run these enduro races on this bike and be just as fast. I, I, I honestly think here in the Southern Enduro race series that we have, if you put those same guys on these bikes, I honestly think they would probably be faster on these bikes than the Enduro. I just think that this bike is, it's crazy, right? I think you can make this, I was just thinking, you can make this bike, okay, so <laughs> before I get ahead of myself, let me, let me dive into, um, again, the reasons that I got this bike, right? Head tube angle, 65.5 all the way down to 63 flat. My, that's even steeper than my Norco range. My Norco range is 63.3. So it's basically the same head tube angle, right? At that, with that setting. And that bike, my range flies down the steepest stuff, like with so much confidence, having that big O 29er wheel in the front, I mean, it just flies down. So I'm really excited to kind of compare this bike with that head tube angle to my Norco range. But this bike is going to be so much lighter. My Norco range is over 40 pounds. And it has, you know, double down case tires. It has cush core. It's got, um, it still has like aluminum handlebars. It's got an X group set, which is a little bit heavier. X01 shifter, X01 derailleur. But still, that bike's heavy. It's over 40 pounds. I, I, I bet that that bike is probably close to 42 pounds, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a big bike. But when that bike gets up to speed, like, it doesn't feel like a 41-pound 40, bike. Um, on some of the, on some of the uh, smaller jumps and trying to, like, double stuff, like, it feels a little bit heavier. But when you're at speed doing that, you don't really notice it. You really don't. And actually, that bike comes alive the faster you you push that bike the more live that bike becomes anyways back to the stump driver you will um the swap box that was another big reason like i think the swap boxes is so so cool and it comes with another water bladder that you can put in there um so i'm really hoping that i can just lighten the load that i keep on myself um 
because I'm a heavier rider anyway, so I don't want to put any more extra um, top center weight on the bike. If I don't have to, I'd rather put it in that swap box and keep it all down there towards the uh, the bottom bracket. So I'm um, really excited about that. Um, I ended up going with the Stump Jumper Evo carbon frame. Now, I was... I was totally happy with going with the aluminum one and I was visiting with my wife about it and I told her how much more it was and my wife being the awesome person that she is um, she just without hesitation she's like why are you you know why wouldn't you you know it's, it's only this much more money you know than the and uh, so I was going to get the aluminum and I'm sure I would have been totally happy with the aluminum but you do save over two pounds of weight um, by going with the um, Stump Jumper Evo Carbon. So pretty stoked on that. Um, and I get to build this bike up basically the way that I want it th with the parts that I have already. Um, not only do I have an extra 29er wheel set and tires, I also currently have... Um, a set of 27.5 plus wheels that I am going to get a new hoop for and I will have a pair a set of mullet and really really if, if anything the most the thing that I'm most excited about is that this bike I, I ordered the the link so that you can make this bike a mullet by just simply switching out the link and putting a 27.5 rear tire on it that's probably the thing that I am most excited about because not only for testing reasons for my YouTube channel, because um, I'm really, really interested in on how that's going to feel like on a day-to-day -day ride um, with the mullet setting, you know what I mean? Um, trying to find the best configuration for how I like to ride and what I like to ride. Um, and, and ultimately that's why I picked this bike was just because it's not going and, and with their mullet link it keeps your geo the exact same it keeps your bottom bracket the exact same unless you're flipping the chip you know what I mean um, so you don't lose you don't lose and you don't gain any other features by putting the mullet link on other than just having a smaller back wheel and a shorter wheelbase that is it that's it. So I'm super stoked about all the things on this bike. The the swap box, the geo geometry adjustments, the the car it's a carbon it's another carbon bike and I you know I haven't really spent enough time on aluminum bikes. I probably should went aluminum just to see what the big deal is. Oh <clears throat> the other thing that I'm really happy about is the sizing. So Specialized has their S sizing, right? S1, 2, 3, 4. This bike has all the way up to S6, right? Um, I've ridden an S4. Um, that size was probably, that that size was too big for me. Um, it wasn't as bad. <laughs> Excuse me, whenever um, uh, I flipped. I, so I had a stump jumper, standard stump jumper base model that I did a review on that I purchased the bike um, as is, as, you know, already built, not as a frame set. Um, anyways, so the flip chip in that one actually shortened up 
the um, the rear chain stay and um, put the bottom bracket in a higher setting and I put a shorter stem on it and that made the S4 feel a lot better. Now probably I mean I could have went with the S3 the S3 it's would have fit me just fine um, but I also fit at the very top end of an S2 and I wanted the bike to be as light and as playful as it can be because like I had mentioned before earlier 90% of the trails inside of San Antonio are more XC-ish type of trails so it's a lot of like pedaling flow single track stuff which is fine I, I love the trails that they have here but they can get boring they, they can they can just plain and simple they can get pretty boring um, and I think with this bike in an S2 sizing, um, I'll be able to have more energy and the bike will be more spry and more lively to um, make these trails a little bit more fun. Uh, so that's why I ended up going with the S2 versus the S3. That and, you know, the S3 they say is more, more balanced, you know. Um, I'm already... At this point in my riding abilities, I'm a pretty confident rider in just about every situation. So I didn't I didn't see the reason for an S4 for sure. <laughs> That's to me, like I said, that was too big of a bike. And the S3, they say for my size, is more, you know, in between, you know, more of the middle ground. So the S2 being more on the play side, right? So you have play, balance, and inspirational downhill characteristics. Um, so I went with two. I went with the uh, the ability to play, to have more play time with the bike, um, and hopefully less energy. And that's the other reason why going carbon is kind of nice too, because you lose a full two pounds of weight um, that you don't have to lug around um, on the bike. So. Uh, I'm really happy. Oh, I'm also <clears throat> super excited because this this um, bike comes with the Float X, um, not the DPX like last year's model did. And um, I think that's going to perform better for me because it's not quite an enduro fork. Or, I'm sorry, fork. It's not quite an enduro.
and I'm going to run that. It's a 175 crank set, or 170, sorry, 170 crank set. Um, but I've had problems with that crank set. I actually had it warrantied out. Um, but I think I have a solution for trying to help the bolts stay snug <laughs> um, so that it don't, doesn't have that problem of, of coming out or that I had it warrantied for. So I think I'm going to run that full set for now because it's what I have. It's going to make this the cheapest build that I've ever built on a bike because I'm not getting a bunch of new parts. I already have these parts. Uh, also for the brakes, um, I'm going with the Shimano 510s that came off of my Norco. Again, it's because it's what I have. Um, so it's the cheapest and they are four piston brakes. So I think they'll be fine. They'll be set up with 203 millimeter rotors, SLX rotors. Um, so I think, I think for a trail bike, I think they'll perform just fine, especially a light trail bike because I had them, the last thing that I upgraded on my Norco range was the brakes. Because I really thought that these brakes are going to be fine because they had everything else I had upgraded on there. It seemed like the brakes are fine. The brakes are fine. The brakes are fine. No big deal, right? Until I had gotten to a point where um, I had gotten behind uh, a party line. I had gotten behind some slower guys that were slower than I'm used to going. And uh, I had to keep on brake checking, brake checking, stay behind them, not right on their ass. And uh, that's when I had noticed some brake fade some brake fade not bad brake fade but some brake fade and i was like all right well i guess i found the the breaking point on these um but i think it's i think i should mention though right that i'm a 220 pound rider working on losing weight um and the bike is you know 40 sub 42 pounds right so it's it's big on all spectrums right um so i think on a bike that I, I imagine this bike's going to be right around that 33-pound um, weight, 32, 33-pound weight. Um, I'd like to keep it under 34 because with Cushcore in my Bronson, that's where it's at. Um, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, we'll eventually see. Um, the dropper seat post is <laughs> um, a Transx Rage that came with my range that is the exact same fit. It's a 170 um, mil dropper. Um, the seat is just a WTB Silverado that I have left over from some other builds. Um, the handlebars, I'm actually going to put my one-up components um, handlebars on there with a, um, it's just a basic E13 40 millimeter stem. I'm gonna try the 40 millimeter stem out first. Um, maybe, maybe go to a 50 might be the first time i ever go up in stem link we'll see um we'll see how the 40 does um and for the fork uh ended up buying a brand new uh marzoki bomber z1 um i'm a heavier guy uh i could have spent the extra money and went with the fox 36 um Rhythm or performance elite or whatever. No, rhythm, rhythm performance. I don't know. But what I think eventually that I really do, because I really think I'm going to like this bike. I'm going to keep it for a long time. And there's no big hurry to to have the, the latest and greatest, you know. 
on this bike. Um, I think I'm going to enjoy upgrading it as it goes. So eventually I would like to have like a factory 36 on it because those are even more stiff than the than the uh, Marzocchi bomber. But I think for performance, um, this you can't go wrong with the Marzocchi bomber and the grip damper that it has on it. Also, um, the Marzocchi is a little bit stiffer than the the Fox 36 rhythms. Um, they're a little bit beefier on the bottom, which I think is going to be beneficial for me being a heavy rider. Um, but uh, eventually, I think, not eventually, eventually I will move up to the factory Fox 36 and uh, possibly even the Fox 36 uh, X2. No, the the float, no, yeah, the X2. Um, we'll see. We'll see how this how this thing performs because um, I'm super stoked on it. I'm super stoked on trying to to try all these new parts out on a new bike and um, get it to be where I want it to be instead of having to, you know, just buy the base build. Oh, and the biggest and the, and the other thing is right. So the biggest thing is is that I'm basically going to have like in between a comp and a pro level build for. 3700 bucks. Right, that's the price of the frame and the fork cuz I didn't have I didn't have another 29er fork unless I was going to take the 29er fork off of my uh Norco. And that would have been a Zeb. You know what? You know it would be sick. And I thought I I didn't think about this until afterwards is if I think you could put like a uh a, a Zeb on this if you could, if you could get a, a 150 Zeb, I think a 150 Zeb on this bike would be sick because you would have the weight savings, but you would have the 38 mil stanchions. You know, me being a heavy rider again, wouldn't hold it back. And um, being the 38 mil stanchions versus the 36 mil stanchions, I don't think that you would use the same the same travel. Not to mention the um, the stack height on the fork itself would have made up the difference for the geometry. So I think the geometry would have stayed the exact same. Um, that would have been cool. That would have been a cool fork to put on this. I also thought about putting the domain on this. And I think the domain, same thing. I think they only go up, I think they start at like 160. You're not hard to say. Uh, I'm just looking real quick, just, just real quick. So just bear with me. I'm looking to see if they have a domain. 150. They have a domain 150. The thing, so the biggest reason why I didn't get the domain, um, uh, the domain. Oh shoot. Uh, the the main reason I didn't get the domain is because, um, it's a half pound heavier, a whole half pound heavier than the Rock Shocks Zeb. Um. See the options are here. Ooh, they do make a 150. See, they don't make a they don't make a 150, and that shock is cheap too. Um. Oh man, that might be uh that might be the way to go. Cause they don't make a 150 Zeb, but they make a 150 Domain. 
this. This might have been the right route I should have went. Dang it. It's not too late, but... Dang it. Just like the Zeb. I don't see a 150 Zeb. Who, do, who else holding that? I'm going to check again. Let's go... I thought I'd only seen the Zeb in 160. Yeah. 160, 160, 190. Yeah, travel options start at 160. Ooh. Well, nonetheless. Um, I think I'm going to run this Marzocchi bomber first. <laughs> we'll see now. God, I have to recontemplate this. Because um, I think a one a 150, 38 mil stanchion on this bike like would be fine because those those stanchions are a little bit taller, so you're 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 still going to get the same geo. Um, or the crown is a little bit taller. Oh my gosh. Anyways. The bike is going to be very versatile as it is, um, and the reason I didn't get the Zeb is because or the because it was a half pound heavier. And now I'm looking at the half pound, but being a 150, 38 mil stanchion, like that feels. Anyways, the so the uh, I can't wait to weigh the I can't wait to weigh the Marzocchi bomber myself after I cut the steer tube because I think it's either right at five pounds or just under five pounds and I don't think I think a half pound a half pound weight penalty for a 38 mil stanchion fork might might be okay might be okay anyway so that's where I'm at guys probably uh, get, should get the bike on Friday and start putting it together and hopefully have it ready to ride um, by Sunday, <laughs> so I can do my first my first ride review. God, I can't believe that that domain comes in a 150. Dang it! I wish I would have looked into that a little bit deeper. Out of all the research I did, I can't believe that I didn't see that. Anyways, getting off subject here because I'm trying to get out of here. I got a bike ride. I'm gonna go meet a friend and. Um, Go do a ride on my Bronson, do a little trail ride, and talk about bikes, just like I did with you guys today. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys listening. Peace out. Go ride your bike.